two brave souls, in addition uh, to participating in other ways, have agreed to represent uh, this graduating class uh, by letting me kind of, you're, you're, you're all right, right there, then we can, and I'll give you this. So, this is, uh, these two are church and biblical experts, so we're going to let anyone ask any <laughs> question that they have about... <laughs> Just teasing. That's not what we agreed to. Uh, first of all, congratulations on graduation. Yeah. Let's all congratulate them. That is quite an accomplishment. And so I, uh, I have a few questions that we'll discuss together. And first, I just wanted to sort of uh, thank Coral for getting through that difficult reading from Acts. Lots of uh, difficult to pronounce names in there. And as she read, a few things uh, jumped out at me that I think are so important uh, to young people as they prepare for uh, what comes next in a future in a time of transition. But to all of us, certainly in the church in this day and age, uh, these are some things that jumped out to me. Uh, Luke said in that reading from Acts 2 that they were all together. They were all together, like we're all together here now. Uh, they were all gathered around God's Word. Everyone was gifted with the Spirit. The, the Spirit fell as, as a tongue of fire, not on the really holy ones or the really smart ones or the really pious ones. Everybody received the gift of the Spirit. They're all together and they were all gifted, which is true for us here even now this morning. And there were people from every place you could imagine. There was such great diversity. It's why that reading is so difficult to get through, to pronounce all of the names of those places, all of those various different people. God just delights in diversity. Uh, and we are so different one from another, although we're all together and we're all gifted with the Spirit here. And they asked among themselves as the Spirit of God blessed them and called them together and sent them back out. What does this mean? And as we face so many of you as, as graduating seniors and, and all of us together, we face times of transition. But in these transitional times in our lives, we, we also have questions and concerns and even some anxieties. What does this mean? Probably none of us would agree that we are an expert on, on the Bible or the Christian faith that we embrace. We have questions. This is a safe place to have them, to ask them, to grow. What does this mean, they asked. And finally, they were young and old, Luke said. They were men and women. They were even slave and free. Now, they were all there together. And the Spirit rested on all of them. And they were all gifted. And they all had questions. And... They were all God's children. So, uh, again, I thank you too for uh, being a part of this this morning, uh, for volunteering. And my first question is, as you graduate and you uh, are looking forward to what comes next, I, I was just wondering this morning, are you more excited about what's coming or, or are you more sad about what you're leaving behind, about this chapter in your life wrapping up. What, what, how do you feel about this? Oh, you might need to press the button. Get it? Brent? All right. Is Got it on? It. You're oh, on. Oh, there we yeah. go. All right. 
Um, I'm definitely more excited for what's coming. I mean, obviously there's things that I'm going to be sad that are left behind, but next year I'm going to Gustavus to pursue nursing <laughs> and then also run on the track team, so I'm very excited for that. So yeah. probably more excited than sad. Good. Thanks. Hunter? Terrified. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Uh, I'm going to the U of M, and that means I'll be close by. So I'll be here still while I'll be home for at least the first year. So everything is going to be, you know, consistent, similar to what it is now. But as far as education goes, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. I am at the engineering school, but what engineering, I have no idea. I've been tossed around quite a few times, and it's indefinite. Thank you. Very honest answers. Um, I'm wondering then, uh, as you are in this time of transition, um, how has the church, your engagement with the church, you've both been active participants in the community of faith, how has the church shaped your faith, formed you? Are there special um, aspects of your involvement with church that you would that you would share that have been important to you along the way from, you know, Natalia's up at Camp Wapo or Access Youth Group Confirmation, what worship, what what would you say, how has the church impacted your life and sort of set you up for what comes next? Um, well, the church, I would say it's had like a big impact on my life for faith and just daily life. Um, I know it's like always a big support group. I can always come here and I'm being supported in whatever I'm doing. Um, there's been lots of experiences that have definitely impacted my faith. So going back to WAPO, um, being a camper to being a Tim Teamer, um, going to the Boundary Waters, and then also I've been teaching Sunday school for the last several years, and that's had a huge impact on me. Even though I'm the teacher, I've definitely learned things from the kids. Thanks, Rich. For me, um, probably the church is one of the few places where I'm really, like, really accepted, I guess. Uh, it's one of the places where I'm not constantly asked about what I am, really. And as far as that's concerned, it's one of the few places where I can forget about school. So I prioritize that, and I've neglected most other aspects of my life except for school. And church is one of the few places where I can kind of mesh a lot of it together and be a little more happy with it. Now, both of you have involved yourselves in deeper levels and stayed involved past the sort of, for most of us, for me anyway, I guess I shouldn't speak for most of us, but I didn't have the choice if I was going to go to confirmation or not. This was not my, uh, my parents didn't say, well, it's up to you. They did not say that. <laughs> uh, but after that, a lot of uh, young people are, it's up to them whether or not they involve themselves with the ministry of the church, whether it's through youth activities or camp or beyond that. Both of you have, of your own volition, remain connected. And I'm wondering why. I mean, that's becoming uh, less common than it once was. And it's and the, the church at large, the church in our country, struggles with staying connected with exactly your age group. So you two have chosen to stay connected. Can you say why? Tell us why. Um, well, just like everything that we do here, there's just so many things that, like, draw me back. Like, going back to WAPO, the reason I've gone back every year, like, 
there's sometimes I've seen the same devotion like six times, but every time I see it, I get a different meaning out of it. And so it's just like little experiences like that that just keep drawing me back. Or like Sunday school, like I just love being with those kids. I've been with the same kids for six years. And it was funny, on the last week, they're all yelling at me because I'm not going to be their teacher next year. But by the end of the class, they're all hugging me goodbye. So it's just like little things like that that just keep drawing me back, and that's why I stay connected. Yeah, thanks. Hunter, why have you continued to come even though uh, nobody's making you do it? I'm not sure if it's really like the history buff in me or that. I've, it's always been a big choice for me. Um, for me, I like the whole living word aspect, and as a history buff, everything's always set in stone, but when it comes to anything at the church, it changes no matter what's going on. And on top of that, as I make any big decisions in life, I can always find a way to get guidance or to see another perspective from the Bible. Yeah, thanks. I'm wondering, you know, we're gathering here uh, after yet another terrorist attack in the world in London, uh, following shortly on the heels of one in Manchester. I'm wondering if you look at the world today, uh, the world that you are uh, preparing to help lead uh, as you move uh, from this part of your education to the next. I'm wondering if uh, either of you or both of you are willing to tell me how do you feel about the future? Not just your own personal future, but do you have a sense of optimism about the future or do you feel pessimistic? How do you feel about the future? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited for about the future, but it's also very terrifying. I mean, like you mentioned, the terrorist attacks, they can just happen anywhere. So it's things like that to be terrified about, but I think there's also lots of good opportunities to be excited about. With everything that's been happening recently, I just found out about one this morning from my mother. She kind of frantically yelled at me this morning about it. Uh, not much light to make from everything. However, after all these things, I notice people tend to agree more, and it's a lot peace, more peaceful after these terrible things happen. At least that's the only light I can pull from it. Otherwise, I tend to be an optimist. So I always think that things will pan out in the end. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like a part of it is uh, where our focus is directed. And as people of faith, we're called upon not just to see uh, the violence, which is an, uh, an abnormality. It is a statistical uh, divergence from the norm. Uh, and when we look around even right now, uh, last night in London, there were dozens and dozens of people who opened up their homes to strangers uh, and welcomed them in because they couldn't get back to their hotels in the regions where they had been staying. Uh, there are churches that did the same. Uh, if, if it had happened somewhere in this area, Prince of Peace would be among those churches open and receiving and welcoming people. I think there is so much more good uh, in the world, and the church has this call to be in the world with a positive, hopeful, grace-filled message. And there is no real good reason for us to be afraid as children of God. Uh, on Pentecost, uh, we remember, we heard this morning, we celebrate this day that the Spirit uh, fell on all of them. And they came from every different background imaginable. 
And uh, they were all gifted. Everybody there was gifted. Uh, and they were all together like we are here. And the Spirit was there. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphaned. Uh, I will send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. You can feel that Spirit in this room even now. And I am hopeful uh, in no small part because of people like you two, Hunter and Rachel, and all of the youth in this room that you represent uh, by so bravely coming up here and sharing a bit of your faith stories. Uh, so uh, you are a blessing to us all. Let's just uh, close this time with a word of prayer. Gracious Lord God, I uh, thank you for Rachel, for Hunter, and all of the uh, graduating seniors that they represent this morning. Uh, thank you for uh, sending your Holy Spirit to each of them, for gifting them, for calling them together, for letting them be inspiration to the church uh, and, and to those outside of the church. Uh, we pray your, your deepest blessing on them as they go forward uh, as emissaries of good news, of hope and uh, optimism, because they know that you hold uh, not only the whole world, but also each of them in your hand. For this, we are grateful and thankful, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's thank these two. Thank you. you guys. The rest of us can stand as we profess our faith in Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with the words of the Apostles. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord.